as God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Ladies and gentlemen, what is up? Coming to you from the Cosa Nostra studios, I'm Matty Buller, and thank you for tuning in to Almost Wise Guys. This is our look at the Thanksgiving Day games in Week 12 here in the NFL. Andy's got a sandwich game for you. I've got a Moneyline Matty pick in my back pocket, but first with me as always from Almost Wise Guys Central, it's Andy the Prognosticator Attridge, and it was a pretty good week at the Wicket for us last week, eh? It was. We got... Uh, I got my sandwich game. We got our teasers. Uh, we did well on our other picks. Uh, did well on some props. Not so good on others. But at the end of the day, I think we did better than, uh, than the average Joe public. I could still pick winners. And I could still make money for all kinds of people back home. We did much better than uh, the New York Giants trying to cover the spread last night. Yeah, up with that, man. That was terrible. Terrible. Who are showing absolutely i'm looking forward to this though the only thing i'm not looking forward to though is every year we have to see the detroit lions play on thanksgiving and that's terrible enough but you're gonna put my bears in there now and they're terrible this year so this is what you give to people to celebrate thanksgiving in america nfl this is what you give them bears lions for game one There's going to be less scoring than an orgy full of eunuchs. So I'm not really looking forward to that. Also, my bears have not been good when there's been a national TV audience this year. And I'm a little concerned about that. But I digress. We can go into that when we talk about the game, which will be the first game up on Thursday. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving, of course, to our American listeners. And over there, we have the turkey. See, now here's the turkey. We got one leg, two legs, three legs, four legs, five legs, six legs. So six of these legs or one of these legs or two of these six legs are going to be given to someone i mean whoever you want to give them and uh well andy did his research andy you you every week you do your research and this time you got on the inside of the nfl's hall of fame thanksgiving dinner party what's going on well not a lot of people know this i mean you ask why you have to watch the lions every year well you know, this Thanksgiving tradition started in 1934, and what not a lot of people realize is that, yes, the Hall of Famers get together and have a turkey feast. And this past year, I, I got a list of the top five things overheard at the dinner. Number five. LT and Michael Irvin haven't touched their food and don't even seem that hungry. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Number four. Is that Larry Allen? Or did Santa arrive early? If William Perry is the fridge, this guy's got to be the kitchen. Diabetes. Number three. Does anyone else think it's weird that OJ's wearing a toque while he's carving the turkey? That's my lucky stabbing hat. Number two. Why is Madden naked? You see, he gets penetration right there. And now, the number one. I think Namath mistook the roasted turkey for the wild turkey. Yeah! All right, it's Thanksgiving, a day of, well, drinking... And then getting to gorge yourself at night before you go shop till you drop on a Friday. So uh, let's fire it up. Let's fire it up, Addy. It's time! Let's fucking go! As previously noted, the Detroit Lions will be hosting the Chicago Bears for Game 1 of Thursday's triple header. 
Detroit three and a half point underdogs at home. 42 and a half is your over under. And man, this is just going to be absolutely terrible for everybody and i apologize i'm still a bears fan a lot of people have asked me like why do you hate them so much why why so much vitriol toward the bears well you're always hurt more by the ones you love (laughs) that is true that's true and i know how much you love your bears but let's just think of these two cities chicago and detroit you got the blackhawks and red wings the white Sox and tigers the bulls and pistons Oprah and Robocop. That are alive, you are coming with me. But today we're discussing the Bears and the Lions. As I mentioned, the Thanksgiving game tradition first started in 1934. These two teams met for the first time in 1930 when the Lions were known as the Portsmouth Spartans, based in Portsmouth, Ohio. Not a lot of people know that. This game over the last, let's say, you know, since Barry Sanders has retired, has been a little anticlimactic. However, one thing that I have been kind of overlooking is you've got uh, two really bad offenses, mm-hmm. but you do have a really good defense. Chicago's actually ranked seventh in the league, right? That's not a surprise, but remember, Khalil Mack's now out for the rest of the season. Yep, yeah. And the Lions are 23rd, but, you know, the, the Bears, they just can't, they cannot score. I, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, And then they happen to score that, you know, just lucky touchdown uh, with about two minutes to go against the Ravens last week. And, and they left too much time on the clock. Oh, not even that, though. Okay, if you've got this, I, I was a defensive player. Look, man, you needed a big play. Oh, I'm your not saying qu- they shouldn't have done that. No, 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 but your quarterback gave you the big play. Now yeah. as a defense, sack up and fucking stop somebody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, and they couldn't do that, and uh, I'm I'm pretty concerned for my Bears as they go into Detroit. In fact, I'm so concerned that I'm making Detroit my money line Maddie pick for the week. Oh! Oh! Oh my gosh! Oh! No, God! No, God! Please, no, no, no! Well, speaking of Chicago's defense. Right now, they're allowing a scoring percentage of 57 in the red zone, which is good for 13th in the league. Uh, Lions, by comparison, is 78%, which is good for exactly last in the league in this category. Yeah, the Bears don't get they, they convert when they get there, but they don't get there often. And DeAndre Swift, I mean, he ran for 136 yards against the Browns, including a 50-yard uh, 57 yard touchdown run rather and he's gained 266 yards on the ground in his last two outings trivia time Maddie. who has the most rushing yards in a single thanksgiving day game with 273 i'll give you a hint it was against the lions in 1976 uh 76 mm. Orenthal James Simpson. Hey, to the world, is me, yours truly. OJ. OJ. The man carving the turkey in the toque. Yeah, yeah. Yikes. Yeah. I also heard he wears isotoners when he carves it. Hi-oh! <laughs> um, you know, the Lions, they came so close to winning their first victory last week. 
you know, ultimately losing by three points to the Browns. It's the fourth time this season that Detroit's failed to win a game that was decided by three points or less, you know, including the tie against the Steelers in the week before. Um, there's, okay, I'm going to give my pick out in a second, but here's a better bet. So if you look at Chicago and Detroit, they rank 30th and 31st in the league in terms of first half points scored. So together, collectively, they score on average exactly 13 points in the first 30 minutes of any given game. If you consider only the past three games, that number goes even lower lower to 8.6. Again, that's both teams combined. And if you want to include the most recent game, that number goes down to zero. So, although it's set fairly low already, the first half line is an even 21 with a little bit of juice on the under, but I don't mind paying a little extra to get that 21st point. It's just something to consider there. I think that's a good thought, Andy. I'm, that's, I hadn't thought about that, but you're absolutely right. The, both these teams have offenses that are terrible in the first half. Part of the reason, I guess, that maybe this is wishful thinking, but a Thanksgiving Day game in front of the whole world if Nagy loses this game to the Lions, he's got to be fired, right? <laughs> like, this is, like, could this be my Christmas? And I feel horrible wishing that a man loses his job before Christmas. I'm not too worried about him. But let's look at the coach on the other side of the ball, Dan Campbell. So they're yet to crack the win column. And this is probably one of the most winnable games for Detroit's season this year. A schedule that still includes the Vikings, Broncos, Cardinals, Falcons, Seahawks, Packers. And I think they empty out their playbook, pull out all the stops, and I, I think they win this one. Easy there. Hey, it's Thanksgiving. Shouldn't you be in Detroit losing a football game right now? In the second game of our triple header on Thanksgiving Day, we head to Dallas, where the Cowboys are seven-point favorites against visiting Las Vegas Raiders. 50.5 is your over-under. This is kind of a classic matchup with a new twist, eh, buddy? Well, it's not exactly, you know, your father's Raiders-Cowboy matchup of the 70s with, uh, you know, Kenny the Snake Stabler against Roger the Dodger Staubach, but should be a good matchup. Absolutely. I, these two teams can really throw the ball around the yard. So I actually really like the over on here. It's Thanksgiving. It's prime time. I know Dallas is going to look to establish itself after not scoring a touchdown against Kansas City last week. I know that probably hurt a bit and they're going to they're going to come roaring back. They're at home. You know, Mike McCarthy in prime time does worry me a touch, though. You, yeah, right. they don't want to get in there, get the W, get out and go home and eat his turkey, right? Yeah. The Raiders, they've really, especially since the Gruden thing, have fallen, like they've kind of fallen off. They seem very wishy-washy when they play. Derek Carr isn't making the smart decisions he was making earlier in the year. Uh, and their defense seems a little more flexible now. Well, yeah, you're right. I mean, since Gruden left, they had that big emotional win over the Broncos the first week that Rich um, Basashia had taken over. But since then, they've lost to the Giants, the Chiefs, and most recently, the Cincinnati Bungles. They've had five losses in their last seven games and a very ugly two and six against the spread record in the last eight. 
And in fact, Vegas has scored 16 points or less in each of those defeats. Four of those, which came by double digits. Yeah, encounter that with the Cowboys being eight and two against the spread this year, and seeing as how there's uh, seven and three, they've even beaten the spread once when they lost. Um, now seven points is a decent amount of points to cover, but they're at home. I think they've got the offense. See, this is the problem, though. You start to buy in, <laughs> and then yeah. and then you get let down, right? Because this is the kind of game that the Raiders sometimes come in and shock the shit out of everybody with. Yeah, they usually do that in the AFC uh, West. Yeah, non-conference road game for sure. I, uh, I I definitely agree with you there. And traveling, short week. I know both teams have a short week, but it's easier when you're at home, right? Yeah, I mean, Dallas, you know, in its last four games following a loss, they've covered the spread each time, including a 43-3 to win against the Falcons in Week 10. I like them going home here. On prime time, after a loss, I think they're going to get it right. Like, I mean, really right. Uh, you know, that's the spread's bounced around between seven and seven and a half. It's back to seven right now, so grab it while you can because you know the public's going to come heavy on the Cowboys game day. Um, yeah, I, I, I look for them to have a big bounce back spot and a big win for Jerry Jones. Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys should cover this seven points at home, so cue Jimmy Johnson. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! And our last game taking place on Thanksgiving will take place in the Big Easy, where the New Orleans Saints play host to the Buffalo Bills. New Orleans sitting at four and a half point underdogs at home. That doesn't happen a lot with the New Orleans Saints. 47 being your over-under here. And, uh, well, Andy, this is kind of setting up to be right in your wheelhouse. Like, let me kind of get this straight here. Buffalo played Indianapolis last week. That was a big AFC matchup, and they took a hard L. This week they got the Saints, a non-conference road game on a short week, and then next week they got their first game against division rival New England Patriots. You know what this means, Andy, don't you? It's an almost wise, guys. Sandwich game. What are you? An idiot sandwich. I'm not really sure what all this love is coming in on Buffalo. I think the line here started at plus three and a half, and now it's up to plus four and a half. Let's look at whom the Bills have beaten so far this season. Miami, Washington, Houston, Kansas City, when they sucked, Miami again, and most recently, the Jets. Um, you know, last week, both teams lost by 40-plus points, and both teams have what's considered are above-average defenses. And the Saints have been going, you know, with their backup and Trevor Simeon. He's played pretty well, but the Bills really had no excuse. You know, they allowed Jonathan Taylor to score five touchdowns and over 150 rushing yards. Only two guys have done that in this Super Bowl era, which is now into year 54. So, not exactly a trivia question. It would be a little unfair. First guy to do it was Clinton Portis in 2003. Other than last week, do you know the only other guy to do it? No. Who's the other guy? It was Alvin Kamara last year. 
And guess who they're playing this week? Alvin Kamara. Yikes. Yikes. I mean, I'm assuming he's going to be back in the lineup. Everything points to him being back in the lineup. So keep an eye on that because I think this, uh, obviously the outcome of this game, or at least covering the spread, uh, is going to be dictated quite a bit by Mr. Kamara. Uh, The Saints, though, you know, they gave up 69 yards on the ground to Jalen Hurts. And Josh Allen, certainly a mobile quarterback. But if you include your guy, Jordan Howard from the Bears and Miles Sanders, the Saints allowed over, uh, they allowed three 60-plus yard rushers. I do worry about one key injury to the Saints secondary, which is uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, their safety. Um, Him being out, that sets up very nicely for some Josh Allen to uh, Stephon Diggs because if you've got a rookie safety back there or a safety that's not as sure-footed and they're biting on something, your corner's going to be really lonely. Yep. To, for me, for me, Andy, it's the four and a half points. I don't know if the Saints win this game outright, but I think that they could keep it close with their defense, scoring a couple timely touchdowns. Plus, they're at home. Sean Payton always coaches them up real good, so I'm. I, I think I'm going to take the Saints here to at least cover the spread. Yeah, yeah, not a huge trends guy, but in the last ten games as a home underdog, they're eight one and one against the spread. I like that voodoo crowd at the Superdome. I think they can cover this one. So, now that we're in the Big Easy, let's go down to the French Quarter and get a stuffed muffalata sandwich for Thanksgiving. So, this is how you make a stuffed muffalata sandwich. You cut a lid out of the round white bread and then hollow it out and then layer in lettuce and any other leftovers you like. Turkey, gravy, mashed potatoes, stuffing, cranberry sauce. And then you replace the lid and flatten it with a heavy pan or other weights before serving. And there's your stuffed muffalata Thanksgiving Day sandwich. Turkey's a little dry. The turkey's a little dry. Oh, found oh, a cursed thing. What demon from the depths of hell created thee? And finally, it's our teaser section of the program. And, uh, well, this is where Andy and I both give you a tease that we like, usually for the weekend. But it is Thanksgiving, so there is only three games. And Andy's got the same teaser that I do this week. In fact, he added a little twist to it, and I love Andy's twist even more than what I was going to do. So, Andy, give them the teaser for this week. Well, uh, as I say, there is a twist. This is not something I've ever given out before. But if we look at the point spreads given, and I'm talking about the two home team dogs in Detroit and New Orleans, one's at three and a half, one's at four and a half. So where does a six-point teaser get us? Mm, gets us to nine. Actually, the, the, the New Orleans game is right now at four. So another six points gets you to exactly ten. However, if you go to a seven-point teaser... And you're going to give in, giving up a few pennies on that, 64 to be exact on a $10 bet. But it gets you past the key number of 10 and it avoids losing or even pushing if it hits that number. So I'm taking Detroit to plus 10 and a half and New Orleans to plus 11. He's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. 
Well, thank you for listening to our special Week 12 Thanksgiving edition of Almost Wise Guys. Uh, Since it is a holiday, there will be no podcast for this weekend, but we'll be back next week, Week 13, with the podcast release on the Friday. If you like what you heard here, though, make sure you hit the subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. Then you won't miss a show. You can also hit us up on our website, almostwiseguys.com, for additional content and picks from all Week 12 games across the NFL. From the Cosa Nostra studios, for Andy the Prognosticator Attridge back at Almost Wise Guys Central, I'm Matty Buller. Get out and pick yourself a winner. If you liked our podcast, please share it with a friend. If you hated it, please share it with two enemies. Tune in next week at the same bad time on the same bad channel. Sayonara. Well, I can't wait another minute. I can't wait another day. Tell me, am I getting closer? Or am I chasing you away? Because time is on my back You knock my train of thought off track And if the moon decides to hate us And lead us both astray I guess I'll find another woman, yeah I guess I'll find another way Because time is on my back You knock my train of thought off track Again, oh I can't wait until next year You assume that I am always here Oh, hey, hey. Thanks a lot. Thank you.